Alrighty. Welcome back. Um, <laughs> Welcome back to uh, first season finale. It's been a while, a long, long time, I think. But we're back. It's me and uh, me, Saber Khan, and Adam Payne. Payne. Uh, it's 2017. 2017. Lots happened. <laughs> Lots happened. If you just <laughs> if you just dropped in, man, whew, so much has happened. 2017, Trump is going to be our president. Adam Payne has turned 40. Facts. It's a 60 degree day, and it's November, or December, Jan- sorry, January 12th, 2017. So everything's a little topsy turvy. Yeah, mostly for the turvy. <laughs> Very little topsy. Uh, mostly turvy, I would say. It, I have to say, these have been interesting. I hate when people call it interesting. Like, they want to be above it all. Like, oh, oh, I am not deeply wounded by what has happened. There's that, too. But it's it's like, like when you take a step back, you just have to be like, oh, yeah. All right. Interesting implies, like, you're interested. I am, like, bewildered and scared and... um, I'm befuddled. Befuddled, but even befuddled is I feel too mild. Befuddled is like when you you know look for your glasses and they were just where you like always had put them. That's being befuddled. What what is happening is you realizing that that thing you knew or that thing that you had gotten comfortable with, the thing you thought you knew, that yeah it has a deep cancer inside it, and you don't know it, and you don't know it, and <laughs> the cancer is like in the brain, and in many ways that. That that cancer doesn't like you. <laughs> It'd be a cancer applied. <laughs> well, like a cancer. Yeah, it's coming a, for you. A cancer doesn't care. Like, That's it's true. Just doing its thing. It's brainless. Yeah. But this thing like doesn't like you mm-hmm. and doesn't. And it's it's kind of been bumming me out in the in the art world of things because I'm like, oh, now we have to suffer through like, and this is stupid. I'm going to say something. What I'm about to say is stupid. Go for it. It's like four years of really bad and dumb, <laughs> shitty political art, which probably is necessary. Yeah. But it's like, how did I get to this point where this is necessary? And I, you know, I don't want to support it because I don't like political art. But at the same time, yeah. it's like, it's necessary. But, but I thought I thought the narrative goes that art gets better when times are tough. I no, I hope so. I mean... I mean, I, I, I think a it's a very yeah. like facile, like a, like way to put it. But isn't that sort of the general way people talk about like the art Obama inspired? I can't think of a single thing aside from like uh, like relevance to sort of black culture in American life, uh, which has been great. But I don't, I can't like the Shepard Farley garbage is yeah, that means, is garbage. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, not much more you can say yeah. about that. Piece. It's like just I like Obama iconography is all. I can think of. I would. Do you think Hamilton came out of Obama? Oh, that's yeah. a good point. That's a really good point, and that's probably the high point, one of the high points. Uh, this 2016-17 saw great strides in, yeah, like uh, Atlanta, the uh, Donald Glover series is amazing. Yep. Uh, I really loved um, uh, Hidden Figures, the movie about the NASA uh, women. Computers. I haven't seen that yet. But that does. it's all been really high quality. Uh, like probably even five years ago, Hidden Figures would be a movie that I would sort of cringe at. But mm-hmm. uh, the IQ just uh, 
and the relevance and the resources. All of it seemed really good. Moonlight, I haven't seen that. Um, so maybe it'll go down that line of people telling more uh, individual story, diverse stories. But yeah, not to, I don't want to make it serious. <laughs> Let's get back to your point about Shitty Arthur. Oh, yeah, I just think... Can you, can you describe some of the shitty art we're going to see? Well, I mean, it's it's, it's interesting because, like, in the last few days, they've... Uh, I forget who's doing it. I'm sorry. I apologize. But, like, they've been making boxes and painting boxes to help Ivanka Trump, Trump move. And they've been putting on these boxes, like, all these messages, like, you know, stop, like, stop taking away, like, different rights. And, like, like don't, like, fuck us. Like, yeah. Screw us over. And there's a part of me where I'm like, I, I get it's important to send a message to people. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, I, I don't. I didn't like the execution of it. Yeah. yeah and, and, it's, and it's, but like at the same time, I don't want to like take away someone who's like, no, I want to like speak to you people. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's like, I kind of like stay on the sidelines where I'm like, okay, I, I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not going to make a box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no, following some of the, Instagram people like Dear Ivanka, I think does something very similar where they're trying to to goad her. Maybe they're they're figuring out the right form of sort of uh, performative resistance art. Yeah. Um, the thing that I'm inter- that that I find interesting is the Trump people do seem to really care about being liked by the elites and deeply, deeply. And <laughs> I, I know that for of anyone, the, this group of people are, is paying a huge amount of attention. Right. to how the elites react to them. So whether the art is great or not, the impact I think will be great because uh, you know it's rare you find such a just a thin-skinned uh, group of people. Right, you feel uh, like with the re- wanting revenge on everyone. Well, you feel like you're at like a basketball game or a baseball game, and you've got cl- seats that are really close, and you're heckling the other team, mm-hmm. and the other team can hear you. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I could do something, mm-hmm. and it would come across one of their desks, and they would get a little butt hurt over it. Yeah, and for us, literally, I mean, I, I we we're for work reasons, we're both like a uh, few feet away mm-hmm. from the whole thing. And um, do you you've been inside Trump Tower? Do you want to do you want to describe that experience, or is oh, that, is that uh, a, a classified? It's not classified. Like the like any many buildings in New York, it's like it's constructed poorly. Mm. It's very um, I don't, the word I, like it's gaudy. Mm. The carpet is gross. The <laughs> the materials used to build the walls are like the crappiest drywall you could buy. I'm sure like he got a deal and it all came from China and like none of it was regulated and like he didn't give a shit. Yeah, he never saw it. Yeah. And it's it's just really it's really it's kind of it's it's tacky, and everyone who works there loves them. Really? Yeah. Every, like you? Or they say? I, I will. I mean, they say it. I, I don't know if it's a thing where they have to say it to keep a job, but like yeah. at the beginning of the. Uh, These are brown the, people who work in Trump Tower too. Well, there's you not, can't do anything in New York. There's not a lot of brown people. There are a lot oh. of Eastern Europe. Well, that's surprising because <laughs> any type of midtown building, yeah. building requires a ton of usually so like brown the, the men and women to make and uh, like maintenance and like the building management is and everyone who's like running an elevator, Eastern European, 
that I met the huh. couple of times I've been there. I have not been there around the clock. I haven't yeah, gone yeah. on every service elevator, yeah. but that was my experience. Mm-hmm. Not sure what to make of it. I mean, <laughs> and like when you would when you go there, you like you keep your mouth shut because like you feel like I have felt that like if you said anything negative, like it could get physical quickly. Mm. Like, and I haven't felt that way in many places. Wow. When were you there? The last time I was there was this summer, but I've been working in the building next door to the Trump Tower. You have to go through the same security, and Trump has his own guys from his building out there on the periphery, and they're like a fucking pig and shit. Like, they're loving it, yeah. and you have to be checked through, and they're just like yeah. wearing their Make America hats, and like they're just like, they're just like swollen with pride, and you're kind of looking at them like... No one won, dude. Yeah. No one won. Are you offended by the idea of a private <laughs> army, Adam? Why does that offend you? Why does that offend you? A private hat wearing bunch of thugs? Uh, <laughs> bloated thugs. Like, whatever, right? Yeah. But, I mean. I, the, Trump has, I think, I can't see a, a red hat now anymore without having a reaction. It doesn't have to even say make it make America great on it. If I see a red hat like right, yeah. a, like a like a baseball like not like like it's their trucker hats, I don't even know what they are. They're yeah, such, well, baseball trucker. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I I get a reaction and I have oh, someone wore oh, someone wore uh, oh, this is great. Soon after the election, I was at a teacher event on a Saturday and someone wore a t-shirt and he had a sort of like bag over it so the last couple of letters were unavailable just to see Uh so it said t-r-u-m and then there was like one maybe letter so he came in i was with the organizers and uh you know so greeting a lot of people and i greet him and i see his shirt and i'm just like ah ah and now i have to just watch him for the rest (laughs) of the time while i try to figure out what's going on first of all Teachers are, you know, famously not into this guy. Sure. Uh, why he's a teacher, fellow teacher. He's white. He's a male. And he's from New Jersey. So, like, it could say Trump. But, like, would it? Would it actually say? I mean, it was, and it was uh, soon after the election. And it just, like, was, like, in my mind for, like, an hour while we're getting set up. Turns out it said triumph or something else. But <laughs> I got to say, man, I don't, I don't even know. But I couldn't know. Not, uh, tr- T-R-U-M. Yeah, T-R-U. Yeah. Uh, what would Trump be? I don't even know what it was. But anyway, it was not Trump. Thank God. Uh, I didn't have to, like, I don't know. What, what would I even do? Be like, uh, I can't, I can't imagine what I'd do. But. It's just odd. But, like, wait. Wait six months. He's going to screw everyone over. And no one will care. Like, about, like, whether you like them or not. Oh, no, they will. A small pocket. No, no. We'll see. Half the country has decided that they're willing to (laughs) let everything burn to show how angry they are about, I don't know what. I don't know what. People trying to help them. A black man trying to help them with their health care. They're upset about that. And a white woman uh, presuming that she could... Get out of the shadows of her husband. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we can't we can't right. deal with all that, but we have rejigged uh, first season finale to uh, to to respond to the era of Trump, right? I mean, I feel like this is a I response. feel it's sort of a response. It, it definitely grows out of uh, a lot of his character, yeah. p- portions of it. So, do you want to describe sort of how we're going to do first season finale? So, oh, but by the way. Erica Rowe is once again no longer with us. She right now literally is 
on vacation in Portugal. It looks like uh, she's having a great time. Looks like she's having a great time. Say hi. Hopefully, you listen to the show that you helped create, and maybe one day you'll come back. Uh, so, the avenue we're taking it is we're going with conspiracy theories, um, old ones, new ones, or ones that I I find interesting. I'm kind of bringing them to Sober, and we're going to treat it as I kind of know about these things. I'm going to find some videos. I'll watch the video with Sauber, and he will kind of guess, try to work his way through it. Yeah. And so this week's, just to jump right in, is the phantom time hypothesis. The phantom time hypothesis. Do you want me to, do you want me to kind of dig into that? Yeah, dig into it. I mean, I'll say it's, it's not, as far as like conspiracies go, I was introduced to this not a week ago, and I was kind of surprised that I hadn't heard of it before. Yeah. Okay, but while I think about the Phantom Time Hypothesis, I, 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 maybe we should explain why we are linking conspiracy theories with the Trump administration. Do you want to? Do you want to get that? What, what's the for maybe people who haven't thought about it or made the connection themselves? What? Why does? Why? Why does that make sense to well, make that connection? Uh, well, one, Trump loves a good conspiracy. I mean, let's just take it back to the birtherism. The conspiracy against Obama. He pushed it and pushed it, and I think if he could, he'd push it now. Yeah. Like he, like whatever. Like he's he believes that. He also is very skeptical about uh, vaccines and like science of vaccines. He says he doesn't believe in climate change and that it's a, a huge conspiracy. So like he has lent himself to to be a person who uh, will embrace these fringe ideas and even like uh, propagate them and like spread yes. them. He, one of his, not advisors, but somebody who he talked to a lot was a noted conspiracy theorist who had done a lot of work with the... Talking uh, about Chuck Jones? Chuck Jones, yes. A truly scary person. Truly scary person that talk. They they have had communications. Oh, yeah, he's part of some some Trump team. Part of his deal. Um, And so I, I, I think it's just, it's interesting and a little unnerving that this person would have this much power and be able to be swayed so much by just like conjecture and guessing and yeah and not really uh, looking for facts. Yeah, I, I don't know if he believes in them, but I, but I think he, what he does is he realizes the power of them. Yes, and the whole conspiracy theories can have over large groups of people, and he's become a vehicle of taking the most sort of uh, the most uh, the. The darkest ones, the ones that sort of want to uh, hurt vulnerable Americans and made them mainstream. Uh, the ones that target Muslims, right. the ones that target um, uh, African Americans, the idea that sort of uh, crime is the worst it's ever been. A very <laughs> easy thing to, to check, but if you want to believe that the modern liberal America that people have built is wrong, and uh, black people are animals. Uh, you that this fits right in uh, these fringe theories, which would exist on places on the internet like you know 4chan and Reddit and all those. They've gone mainstream now, and uh, the mainstream press doesn't need to doesn't understand how to deal with them. Uh, they were very effective in sort of hammering away at Hillary, but they don't know how to deal with Trump's lies. So I think our reaction is. To, to go into these like little corners of the internet that I haven't made it mainstream and take a walk and maybe uh, 
maybe here's the the political thing we're doing. Maybe we can immune, immunize people by sort of giving them a small dose of it. So when they hear it coming, uh, they react. Oh, the, you know, this this reminds me of a moment that maybe it'll help our listeners. I remember in 2007, I, I was at, in San Jose meeting some people, a friend of friends, and Obama's star was rising. President Obama's star was rising. He was going to run. And at that point, this random dude, uh, girlfriend of, or boyfriend of, of someone I knew, said, isn't it true that Obama is Muslim? And at that point, what he said was so confusing to me that it had no reaction. Right. I just didn't realize that this was the beginnings, the birth of birtherism. In 2007, this guy had heard somewhere on the internet, somewhere, or via some person, that Obama's identity was fake. Or in question. In question. And he was questioning it to me. My reaction, maybe because I'm Muslim, maybe because I'm an immigrant, (laughs) wasn't like, oh, that's a horrible thing. We should shut him down. It was more like being confused. I wish I had known what the agenda of that statement was. Right. Well, the interesting thing for any of our foreign listeners is you can be Muslim and (laughs) still run for public office in the United States of America the last time I checked. So, like, that's what I always found funny about Yeah, yeah. What if he was? It was like, and... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Un- unless you're willing to admit that large number of Americans have developed a prejudice against Muslims, I, I will admit that. Yeah, I will admit that yeah. they have. Yeah, but at the same point, it's like you know, like it's it, it's kind of funny because it's like you can't run; you're Muslim. It's like yeah, tell that to some of the Muslims serving in many official positions <laughs> yes. in our government yes. who haven't done a goddamn thing yeah. to yeah. a goddamn person. Yeah, yeah. Not to get too political, but. Uh, yeah, that that point the left didn't make either enough, which is that what if he was Muslim? But yeah, anyway, right. so to take well, you back, the idea that like, like conspiracies are born, they're propagated by people who have an agenda, often a political agenda, and uh, they 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 get a lot of people behind it, and it, it undermines the system. But if there's some sort of immunization we can do where you can take a lot of small dose of it, maybe we can help sort of prevent this type of. Uh, thinking from becoming completely mainstream because uh, one sector of it has, you know, achieved the White House. So yeah, I mean, I, I think it's an uphill battle, but yeah, I find it fascinating. Something I'm willing to talk about. <laughs> and, uh, should I should I take my shot at a uh, phantom? Yeah, take a, take a what is what, it? Phantom what, Phantom Time Theory. It it was it started in 1983 or 86. Okay, okay. Let's go ahead. All right. Okay. Oh, and I'll give you one other thing. A German came up with it. German historian. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. So 1983. Yeah. So there's a few things that come to mind. I'm I'm probably wrong, but um, uh, first of all, German implies some sort of link to German history. Uh, the the big one would be World War II and the Holocaust. Uh, Germany by '83, you know, many years away from World War II. I think it's maybe there's an argument that this could be an offshoot of, of Holocaust denial. Um, no, <laughs> this is a shot in the dark. It does remind me of another one. Oh. Might have been in conversation with you, so it might be the one. 
that oh yeah i know what this one is you told me about it at your birthday yeah. party yeah 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 okay this has to do something about missing time missing time yeah yeah that okay but hold on yeah. don't let me okay that's a good enough clue okay so there's there's oh yeah yeah now i'm starting to remember there's years missing from our calendar don't don't tell me what it is. Even even if like if I ask, like don't tell me what it is. There's years missing from our calendar. Why I'm not remembering it, but I am remembering that you know like, not remembering this. Uh, it's funny when like people like uh, Jews are like, oh, it's the year five thousand. Like, I feel like they're in the future when you hear that. Like happy whatever like Jewish New Year. And I'm like, oh, you're in the year five thousand. Like, what's it like? Have we, like, solved world hunger? See, Is I, the planet still I, together? I think the opposite when they're like, this your five thousand. I'm like... Oh, yeah, yeah. And this is all... <laughs> like, we, like, this is what five, the year 5,000 like, looks like? This is what it looks like. This, we, come on, guys. Let's do this. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, then in that case, you could go to probably the Muslim calendar and shave a few years off, and it's like 1500s. And you're like, oh, it's not bad for the Middle Ages. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. <laughs> Uh, okay, so, so should we go to the video or should we tell people what it is? Let's watch the video. We'll come back. Okay. I'll tell people what do you, it is. Do you want to tell people what kind of videos we're going to watch and so we're going to find it so they can find it themselves? So what we've been doing or I've been doing is like watching these things on YouTube. It's, you know, it's like the easiest way to like look up some of these videos made by proponents of these theories. And sometimes the production value is great. Sometimes it's not great. And I really enjoy watching them and getting like a one-sided perspective because it's, it's, you know, this punching bag that you, or it's this thing that you can't get back at and talk to. It, it's just, it's just there. And it's kind of this beautiful, somebody crafted this thing. So it's on YouTube. If you just type into like YouTube phantom time hypothesis, like some of these videos will come up and really doesn't matter which ones you watch. They're all gems. And who are who's making them? Who's watching them? Are people believing I in this? Have, I personally have not gone that far into it. Like I do not read about the site. I don't read about. I don't read any comments. Who's the viewer though? Aside from you, clearly. Oh, well, from talking to people at work, my coworkers who range from ages of fifty all the way to like twenty-three. I'm imagining like kids. Are they, they like ironically what like your friends? No, a lot of my coworkers believe a lot of these things or are willing to accept that they're possible. Where in many instances, like, I'm just not even willing to give it the time of day. Like, I'll talk about it. I'll these are people living it. in New York City these in people, modern these day are with access to news. educated, some of them highly educated people who are willing to, like, entertain these and buy into them on some level. They, like, on some level, they think it's possible. Does that make them like liable to buy into all consumer series? No, I. Well, some of these guys do buy into a lot, but I, th I think, I think we're all of us have the ability to buy into certain things that we agree with. Totally, and I, and I don't yeah. think it has anything to do with intelligence or no. who you are. What I, does it have to do with that? <laughs> hey, so we had to take a quick break because the bell rang. And uh, we had a delivery from Drizzly.com, which is a wine delivery place. And Licia, my girlfriend, just sent us uh, 
Six bottles of wine. Cabernet Sauvignon. Cabernet Sauvignon. So uh, shout out to Drizzly. This is the closest we're ever going to get to having a, a sponsor. A sponsor. Uh, uh-huh. We are sponsored, I guess, by my <laughs> girlfriend. Uh, um, okay, anyway. So you were saying about uh, what does it mean when people believe in this thing? I, maybe we should save that question. I'll well, save that for later because I think there's a lot of debate about that, and I don't, I don't, I definitely don't have. I have some answers, but I don't. I have my own person, but I don't have like a definitive one. Okay, so the next time you hear from us, we will have watched a couple of videos about the phantom time hypothesis, and uh, we're ready to talk to you. Uh, you should, you know, uh, do the same and then join us uh, for the second half. We are back. Uh, we've just watched a couple of uh, YouTube videos. Um, let me just tell you which ones we watch. Uh, the Phantom Time Hypothesis from All Time Conspiracies, which is a six-minute video with, surpri- surprisingly, 644,000 views. It was a well-produced, seemed like it was from a documentary series. You feel dumber. Do I feel dumber? Um, no, I. Well, I slightly feel smarter because I've learned like little bits and pieces about European medieval history. Yeah, I feel dumber because the second video we watched was not very good, which was. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Five fascinating old age conspiracies. Exposed. Yeah. Explained. For, for eight minute video, 1.5 thousand uh, views from World Unearthed. It was not very good. It was one of those uh, listicles, like a list of five. Uh, what did they have in there? They had the Phantom was number five. Phantom Time. Uh, conspiracy with John of England and the Pope. Something to do with everything belonging to him. Oh, that's the Magna Carta one. Yeah. Uh, there was a, it was about King Arthur, another one about the Illuminati, which like was number one, but they didn't say anything about it. So it's like, they're like, who can know about the Illuminati? Nobody. So we have nothing to say. Well, the, the, the good thing about the Illuminati is they did everything. So they're the boogeyman. Yeah. They so don't catch like, all. Yeah. It's a conspiracy so vast. You can't even like begin to know it. Um, all right. So where should we begin? Well, so you could begin with the, the main yeah, players. Yeah, why don't you do the front? Like, um, yeah, do the premise of the whole shebang. So um, I'm not ever going to be able to pronounce this name, but the, the Phantom Time Hypothesis was developed by Herbert Illig, uh, German historian, 1986. I said 1983 before, but 1986. And basically he's doing some research around the time that the Europeans switch from the Julian calendar to the Gregorian calendar, and then he decides to do his own. Hold on, so you may need to explain Julian and Gregorian. Yeah. Well, the Julian calendar was the calendar that Julius Caesar put into place, forty-five BC, and that was the calendar they used all the way up to fifteen twenty-seven or something. Yeah. And at that point, the Pope wanted to fix the calendar because there were some time issues. The calendar was getting off by days over the course of centuries, and things were not lining up. 
where they should. Like Easter was off, Christmas is off, everything's not lining up. So what they do is they shift the calendar forward. Ten days. Ten days. But what they should have done... Well, according to to everyone... Well, according to a few people, they should have shifted it forward 13 days. Um, There's some debate on that. Yeah, this is where we're starting to be on really shaky ground. Because there's some argument that the calendar had been shifted before to line up Easter, or that the Pope at the time was trying to line up Easter, and that's why they shifted it 10 days. But... Our historian here, Illig, is suggesting that they should have shifted it up 13 days, but they didn't because they didn't do that because the Pope knew that 200 years, 300 years basically were missing. Okay, this is where I, I find it really hard to follow. So why does... So I, I get the point that like, look, like uh, the Roman calendar was off by a few minutes and over centuries it had added up to 10 days or maybe that was 13 days. How do we go from there to know thousands or hundreds of thousands of days are missing now and a few hundred years have not happened since I, this, that is the... Riddle me that. That's the interesting thing because it's like, so in this hypothesis, the, the Pope who shifted time forward, Gregor, Gregor, he wasn't the guy who started the missing time. What do you mean start the missing time? Though? This, is, this is where it gets Based, How right. do you have missing... How, do you, how does someone create missing time? Well, that, that's the interesting thing. It's like, you would have to go back. They're saying you would... So when Gregor is alive, it's allegedly 12-something A.D. When, in fact, he thought he was living in 15-something AD. Yeah. Well, and that, maybe I should give up. Like, is it even good getting the mechanics of it? Well, that, that's that's the weird thing. It's like, the mechanics of it are so... I mean, it's it's not that they're that confusing. It's just, like, it's so, in many ways, like, dumb. Yeah. That you're like, wait. but Because yeah. it, it always comes down to this, but why? Yeah. Or when? Yeah, it, it becomes about technicalities, and you're like, why do you care about this one so much? But the outcomes are interesting. So the, there's some pointed things they want to say, this guy, Herbert, wants to say about European history that are worth thinking about, are interesting to think about. What well, are those well, things? Well, there's, there's that, but I'll say before we like switch to those things is, you know, the only – it's this thing where the only way that Herbert Illig can – like, he's clued into this. Like thing happening. If it say it was true, the only way he's clued in is by the fact that this guy who didn't switch the time switched the days forward only ten days, and like that, like that ten days is the basis for that reveals this reveals this thing, as opposed to the Pope who originally like added three hundred years. Him like him sending out like memos to everyone all yeah. over the fucking yeah. Okay. So, church. So you need to explain this. So so the the explanation of why this happened is because there used to be uh, I guess a Holy Roman Emperor who yes. who was in 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 our known system was in uh, around a thousand eighty. Around a thousand eighty in our false time, 
but literally he was actually a few hundred years before that. So he fabricated this entire time hop, time skip, so he could be in the year two thousand, uh, uh, in the year thousand, because it was important in the uh, sort of the centuria, the the millennial fever of the time, right? Was to be in that, and because he was the one to orchestrate this, and because of that, so many things didn't happen. A lot of uh, early uh, Charlemagne, Charlemagne being the main one, uh, which is no, but <laughs> okay. so Charlemagne is wording into because. Um, the implication uh, or the, the sort of claim being made is what Charlemagne was able to achieve, which if you don't know, is sort of bring together uh, continental Europe, uh, France, Germany, under the rule of one Christian king, sort of the beginnings of right. uh, of a Holy Roman Empire. Uh, and uh, the, <laughs> I don't know if it was him or someone else, but claimed that like there's no way he could have done it himself. It would have taken three or four men. Well, well, it's normal three or four normal two men. Or three, two or three or four of normal men. So it could have happened. Like Charlemagne couldn't have happened. It supports the hypothesis. Well, but, but that's the interesting thing. Is like I, I feel like his argument is already crushed in the thing where it's like two, three, or four normal men. Well, how many abnormal men does it take? One. Well, but it also you know, like, implies that anything that you're surprised by right. couldn't have possibly couldn't happened. Have happened. Yeah. Like, right. Like, if I find it surprising, it probably didn't happen. The Holocaust is too shocking. They couldn't have done it themselves. It probably didn't happen. Well, look. Who's that guy that played baseball and football? Bo yeah. Jackson? Jim Brown. Jim Brown? I believe. How, how is that possible? Yeah, exactly. Two sports? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Take my narrow life experience <laughs> and let's spread it out to everything. I and if it suck at my postal service job. There's no way anyone yeah. could be good at anything. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's sort of the implication of like that argument. And, when, and I just love it because it's just like, it's presented in this manner where it's like, see? Yeah. And there's like, there's no follow-up. And it's just like dot, dot, dot. And the answer is, so what? Yeah. And there's a lot of evidence uh, going against it beyond just sort of the craziness of the hypothesis. One is uh, a lot of stuff is dated. Uh, Haley's comment, which was recorded in both the East and the West, right? There's a lot. Show of, up. There was a lot of work that you would need to do to like fabricate these. Yeah. Well, that's like that's the insulting thing. It's like okay, let's just suppose for a second Europe didn't have three hundred. Well, what the fuck was India doing? Yeah. yeah you know, because, right. like, India, China, uh, Middle East are some seriously advanced cultures at this time. Yeah, who were both in contact and had shared events. So, uh, but maybe that's not interesting is to sort of debunk it because I think you're playing their game. But uh, well, what? why do people care about this? And sort of what, what larger thing does it suggest? It, uh, it suggests that, like, first of all, you're being lied to and people love saying that, right? Like, you're being right. lied to. It undermines the expertise of experts who've done the hard work. It implies that, um, I don't know, what, where does this well, take us? You know, in a sense, it, does, it undermines your, your, like, what everything you know. Like, if you can't believe that, then what can you believe? And it's like, well, it, this, this conspiracy doesn't really get you anywhere. And that's why I find it fascinating, because, like, people fall into this one, and they're like... What about... And you're like, but what? It doesn't get you anywhere. Yeah. This one seems somewhat innocuous just because it's fairly distant. And there doesn't seem to, as far as I can sense, 
political agenda. I mean, you could say maybe Charlemagne and something to do with the unification of Europe, but I didn't pick up on I any mean, of that. Like, like, it, like now, so uh, like say somebody took this guy's writing, his work, and like really dug down in it and went into like a lot of medieval manuscripts mm. and like found the thing saying, hey guys, next year isn't the year 720, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. 1020. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then let's start talking. Like, let's get some real evidence. Yeah, well, there's never going to be that moment. But, because it didn't happen. Yeah, but I wonder, like, I wonder why push this theory. Like, you, you, we say things about the past because we want to say something about the present, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so what What does uh, Herbert want to say about the present, aside from the fact that it's a lot younger than uh, we think it is? Is there, I guess we don't know Germany in 1986 very well. Is it the... Fear of, of European Union? Is it like what what's happening here? What's the underlying yeah, to the psychology psychology of this? It's interesting. Why did it like, take hold? Because people have to let themselves be convinced. Why did this take hold? I it's it's baffling to me. I the only thing I can think of is it's a really fun thought experiment, and it, it's mm-hmm. just like a very fun fantasy because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it, it it doesn't hurt anything. Yeah, it doesn't change your life. Yeah, and you know. Dan Brown doesn't get to write a book about it because it's just yeah. not interesting. Yeah, and it does sort of reward history nerds who know the the Julian and the and the Gregorian and all these uh, somewhat obscure parts of, of Western history. Um, and it's also like you're at a party, you talk about it, you know something, which about which is how I heard about it. You heard this from you, which is like you know something other people don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, phantom time hypothesis, right? Was that what it's yeah, called? Yeah, phantom time hypothesis. Phantom time Which, hypothesis. I don't know. I feel... Let's say it was true. Mm. It's the most boring thing ever. Yes. Because, <laughs> like, no one's going to change... Like, And that's the other funny thing, is, like, calendars are arbitrary. Yeah, I was just about to say, yeah, like, the, the number... Well, back to our point about the Jewish numbers and the right. Islamic numbers and the Christian numbers. It's like, I think the year in Taiwan is like technically like 90. Oh. It's like very low. They started it? They started it. Well, they restarted it. And it's a very yeah. low number. And, oh. and when they're like, yeah, it's the year like 9. And you're like, or 8 or whatever it is, like 20. Mm-hmm. You kind of look at them and you're like, what are you talking about? Because yeah. it doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we're all under the Gregorian system now, really. Like, right. So computers are set to it. Like, you can have your own thing, but you know they're not respecting the Jewish or the Islamic uh, right. calendar like, or any other one. Literally, depending on how things go on this planet, like the calendar get reset. Yes. Anytime. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The, oh, I like this. Yeah, the calendar is a figment of, of sort of human imagination and yeah. human science, and our our place on the planet is very tenuous and. Uh, the planet's millions of years old, and billions. this little blip. <laughs> sorry, yeah, billions. And this little blip uh, will not, uh, might not matter. Our attempt to record a f- couple thousand years and and set it in the right well, order will I mean, might not matter in the grand scope of things. What I also love about this conspiracy theory also is because a lot of conspiracy theories like. You know, feed off of other ones. So, like, you could have someone who believes in this conspiracy theory and also believes in, like, the Illuminati and, like, these other secret societies. And so, in, like, one moment, they were talking about, like, records made in the Middle Ages. 
and how unreliable they are because there's like they found so many forgeries. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, there's there's forgeries now. Yeah, you know, yeah, there's forgeries. Yeah, you can always for, find for, them. they're taking they're taking sort of. Uh, uh, things that are sort of loose and arranging them together to imply a grand conspiracy. A grand conspiracy that's very tight and very controlled. Yeah. Whereas the next time they're talking to you at a party, they'll be talking about the Illuminati yeah. and how in the medieval times they've done X, Y, and Z and those documents are, are correct because yeah. they want them to be. Yeah. The, the grandest conspiracy is that all conspiracies are aligned together in the sense that they want you to doubt the reality that you think you know and they all sort of help each other. Yeah, if you're open to this one, you're probably open to that vaccines kill uh, kids, uh, because if you believe you've been lied to and, and there's a grand conspiracy to lie to you, then all of them become, all of them are useful together. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and it, it's in many ways they're like kind of cautionary tales, a lot like fables. Yeah. Um, they're this. I don't. It's it's like a, a part of like folklore and folktale that, that you know helps people get through mm. and like either prescribe wisdom or you know like doubt your doubts or do, you know, don't trust too much. Yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Do you have a conspiracy that you enjoy that you kind of think is real? Uh, who? That's a good question. Do you have one? I well, do. I think. I think. Um, so there's a conspiracy that Plum Island, which is off the coast of Old Lyme, Connecticut, was a research facility for the U.S. Army uh, doing chemical weapons and biological weapons. And after that facility closed down, it was actually bought by the USDA to test uh, different viruses like hoof and mouth disease and stuff like that. And there's a conspiracy theory that uh, Lyme's disease Tick-borne Lyme disease came from Plum Island, somehow made it to Old Lyme, Connecticut, and, <laughs> and started the, the Lyme disease epidemic. The, the the thing around Lyme disease, oh, I don't know if that might be hard to touch because it's everywhere now. <laughs> it is and everywhere now. Both both the the disease and its, its symptoms and yeah. its imagination. Um, it's it's everywhere and. Um, who but, can stop it? And the, I don't know if you read the one about genetically engineered mice that are going to breed it out out of some island off of Martha's Vineyard or some nonsense. Plum Island? It might be Plum Island. <laughs> it's, it was in the New Yorker a couple of weeks ago as this grand experiment to attempt to eradicate disease with genetically modified uh, organisms. Well, if you do, send the bill to the United States <laughs> Army because they're the ones that started it in the first place. Yeah. Well, the, the, I... This doesn't fit very well, but I, I it, it's the best thing I can come up with. And it's something I think that I and a lot of people need to think about is there There are conspiracies. They're often against the vulnerable. Um, I was reading about uh, the Angola Three, which are uh, three black panthers who were uh, kept in solitary confinement for decades. Mm-hmm. Decades. And an absurd amount. And... Some of their worst fears turned out to be true. One, that the federal government uh, had infiltrated their group. That (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But but if someone said that in 1970, they would have been in the political fringe. Yeah. Um, You wouldn't know that J. Edgar Hoover was spying on 
Martin Luther King. You know that well, that would have that would have sort of seen Ben Pin. So uh, the, there are conspiracies. I'm not I'm not to say there isn't, and they're often against the vulnerable. And when you when you realize this, and there's a beautiful profile of the man, one of the Angola three, who's is, who's free and, and trying to make a go at it at, at, at I think like 65 after four 40 years, I think, in solitary confinement and some of the worst conditions. Oh. That man went through a conspiracy theory, and and or not a theory, a, a conspiracy. It's a true conspiracy, yeah. uh, but it, you know, in his mind, it was probably a theory. Uh, it it's. It those those are shocking and profoundly uh, disturbing, and, and they keep me in, uh, up up. And and the conspiracy we have going on, which is to sort of hijack the White House with a bunch of sort of the the most uh, right wing nut jobs that even the Republican Party wouldn't have welcomed in a few years ago are now in charge. So those are the ones I don't. I wish I had a fun one to think about. Those are not fun. Um, uh, I'm sorry, I just don't. Well, it's okay. Have we can one. put it off till next time. Yeah. I mean, like it, it's funny because like I feel like conspiracies come up a lot, and you might even not know it's a conspiracy. You might not think of it as a conspiracy theory. Yeah. Until like what you start kind of looking for, it, you're like, oh yeah, like that is one. Like we're you know like this thing is. Or yeah. Yeah. No, totally. And then the well, I mean, to, to give conspiracy theories a little bit of license is that. You know, it's it's stories about power, and, and I think power structures should be looked at. And you know, you can you can have fun, you can do dangerous things with sort of drawing some of But also, like all of us should look at sort of how power functions in society and, and what sort of like patterns emerge. Uh, yeah, and like uh, definitely, like yeah, question it and like what makes sense, what doesn't make sense. Because all of a sudden, you might be like, wait a minute, you might think of something else, or like some another politician or another like. Uh, authority figure says something you'll realize that doesn't make any goddamn sense yeah no matter how beautiful you are yeah yeah all right uh so we're back i hope you like this format we're gonna give this a shot and hopefully you will if you like it, you know give drop a note which is uh would be like leaving a comment on itunes uh under uh, first season finale um if you're an old-time subscriber thanks for sticking with us and i hope you uh, enjoy this one um, and uh, today's music was brought to you by oh, yeah. Iron Maiden Run for the Hills <laughs> or Run to the Hills Yes, please don't sue us uh, Iron Maiden 1998 remastered it's a great song